Hey, this is Jen from Icon Underground. You may have heard me mention our Patreon-exclusive episodes where all of us from Icon Underground Radio and Stasis Pod, that'd be me, Alex, David, and Rob, all talk about the big movie of the month. Here's part of our episode about Transformers The Last Night. So apparently oh. all of the Autobots uh, surviving Age of Extinction have relocated here. Uh, so we've got Drift, voiced by Ken Watanabe, who is now uh, red and black and a different kind of car. We've got Hound, who is still John Goodman and is still fat. And we've got Crosshairs, who is still John DiMaggio, and who is still doing sort of a British accent. So, Cade is basically being Denny from Robots in Disguise. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> much like Denny, he also has uh, a couple of Dinobots there. Yes, it was it was really the part where he's having to tell Grimlock to to spit out the car was where I was like, he this is just robots in the sky. He's <laughs> <laughs> having to deal with, you know, the Autobots just sort of having to to bide their time and also Dinobots well, Grimlock specifically just breaking things. Oh man, if Marky Mark was just wearing like a terrible bowling shirt for this whole movie. That would be pretty great, as opposed to... So So, what was this about him being so upset about his amazing 80s Stan Bush hair? Because I don't see what his problem is. <laughs> Neither do I. I just don't think he has taste. Well, it's it's long. It's all shaggy. It, it doesn't really look that good on him. But it fits the character. Yeah. It, it seems like a, a haircut that guy would have. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, in addition to the Autobots who were already there from the last movie, uh, there are also some mini Dinobots, which... They're so cute. Yes, the Dinobots had babies, I guess. I have some questions. You're not getting answers. The the important thing is they're adorable. Listen, I just want to know if those Dinobots had sex and produced these. Well, the Dinobots were in prison for a long time. You know, things happen. I mean, we don't know that they don't even talk. They might there might be a male and a female. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we Grimlock and um, whatever they're calling the Triceratops. I believe it's one, Slug. Are the yes. only ones we see in this movie. Although we only see Slug for like thirty, no, fifteen seconds. He's very briefly there. Yeah. But there is a baby swoop slash strafe. Yes. So who yes, Marky Mark like, has trained to bring him Bud Light? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He calls the the little baby Pterosaur Terry. He calls the baby T Rex T. The Triceratops yeah. doesn't get a name. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah. It's like prehysteria. <laughs> get to get full moon pictures on the phone. Anyway, so Isabella and Squeaks have stowed away to this hideout. I think we missed something that's not included in the Wikipedia plot summary. Are we talking about uh, Day Trader? Yes. I mean, maybe. Well, there's, there's but that. Day Trader? I'll talk about them. Uh, so there, is a, there are apparently some Autobots who are just, like, independent and who drop by to sell them things. And specifically, this is Day Trader, voiced by Steve Buscemi. You know, oh, at, he's great. He's not who I was talking about, though. Oh, what are you at talking first, about? I thought he was Tom Kenny, in which case it would have been very amusing that he was dropping off Starscream's head. But but no, he was actually Steve friggin' Buscemi. Yeah, I was thinking, is this Steve Buscemi or is it Joe Pantoliano? It's definitely one of the two. <laughs> what we have completely forgotten is 
the introduction of professor of English literature Vivian Wembley. Oh, yes, oh, that scene. Who is playing Polo, which is shot just as intense as the Arthurian Knights War sequence. Oh, man, I yeah. thought and I would never that's playing, have... It's like the most epic fight music. It's ah, it's the weirdest scene. I and never I... thought I would ever see Michael Bay directing a polo match, and yet here we are. <laughs> yeah, it makes polo look terrifying. Yeah, it ends That's on an extreme crazy. sacrifice play where she gets the save by jumping off of her horse and taking a header. No sacrifice, no victory. Like, the editing in this movie, I think, is better than the other movies as a whole, but... Impressive. Like, that's just so weird. Like, action polo. Polo is boring as hell. I mean, I don't know, you got horses. Horses are big and they'll kick you. It's true. Yeah, and they'll break a leg and and die. Shoot the poor horse. Anyway, and and Laura Haddock is playing uh, Vivian Wembley here, uh, probably best known as Star-Lord's mom. Oh, oh, hey. I didn't recognize that. her with hair. She had hair in the <laughs> second one. Oh, yeah, we did see her in the second one. I didn't recognize her with, with her, because she is actually British. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, she is uh, She is a professor of English literature at Oxford. Uh, she is shot in a somewhat male gazy, but not as bad as the previous movie ways. Yeah, it, it's better in this movie. I mean, at, at the very least, we do compensate with some female gaze with uh, some shirtless Marky Mark. Yeah. yeah. If you're into that, I guess. Man's got absolutely great cheese on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's true. Which I guess makes him suited Michael Bay movies. So she's, she's teaching a class about the events that happened in the beginning of the movie, but she dismisses them as total bullshit. <laughs> because obviously Merlin isn't real. King Arthur is a composite of a couple of people, and obviously there's no such thing as dragons. Yeah, come on. The polo sequence, I was originally critical of it being shot so action-packed and with such a direct reference to the style being used for the Arthurian war sequence at the beginning, but it's actually a worthwhile thematic link between the characters. Yeah, I think that works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shower logic actually making something Michael Bay did seem less stupid. Yeah. Okay, I, I take spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers, she is a descendant of Merlin. Yes. Because. Yeah. And she is, uh, she is approached, uh, yes, and apparently um, Anthony Hopkins is watching her, seeing, you know, what she's up to, and he sends her his car to do something with her. Did... I thought that was just her car, and yeah, I, that I guess her, her car, car was replaced by. Uh-huh. Mm. So, we'll anyway, get well. All this is happening. Uh, Megatron has called up the uh, TRF, and he wants to make a deal. Oh, this is so good! My favorite scene. And he wants to get the gang back. He wants to get the band back together. See, wasn't that fun? For as little as a dollar a month, you can hear that full episode, as well as all our previous and upcoming ones. Just visit patreon.com slash underground to subscribe. Your support helps pay for hosting and other tools we need to keep our shows going. And if you're already a supporter, hey, thanks. <laughs>